and that you're hammering them on the phone. Okay, what, what kind of product would they be? For the survival. Yeah, no, let's, be, let's try survival. Survival crisis. Yeah. Okay, and, and what do they got? There'll be a, a, a e-book or a, actually, yeah, there's the course on uh, and this, Okay, just so the bankers understand, an e-book, explain to Christina what an e-book is. That's... Uh, Even though she's a top internet analyst, <laughs> um, <laughs> explain to her what an e-book is. Like it's, it's, uh, it's basically a package, not just an e-book. We have a, a video, uh, video presentation, uh, and uh, we also send a, a physical DVD to the clients. But it is a course in digital format. So it's PDF and video. Okay, so it's On downloadable. Download. You're not yeah. sending it. No, no, no. We 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 send it. It depends because we have bonuses. Uh, those are uh, digital, and we also send the physical DVD. Yeah. Okay. okay. And how 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 soon do they get it? She's uh, asking. How soon do they get it? A week in the US uh, and uh, two weeks uh, outside US. Okay. And so they're paying before you're sending it. Yes. Okay. Well, if it's digitally downloaded, Christine is asking you, why does it take two weeks from outside of this if they just got to download it? Because uh, we, we, we tested this and we found that uh, sending them a physical DVD will uh, uh, lower our, uh, our refund rate uh, by okay, 150%. So okay, so, okay, so you're not just sending them or giving them a downloadable thing, you're uh, physically sending them a DVD. It's both. Yeah, it's both. both. So they, both. Get, they get a downloadable and they get a DVD. Yep. So in theory, they can look at it, yeah, and but then a week later, just about the time they get buyer's remorse, they get a DVD in the mail. Is that am I am I overstating that? Okay, and so that's both for the ebook. Does the e so so they get an ebook downloadable, and then they get a DVD down the road. It's either or. I mean, they don't. If they get a DVD. No, no, no. We are talking about uh, the bonuses here. We don't send bonuses. We deliver them digital. So you're right. Okay. No, no, okay. So, but in addition to the product, you're giving them bonuses. If you do it by tonight at 2 o'clock, you get the uh, uh, downloadable ebook. Yeah. And yeah. if you do it in the next two seconds, you get this bonus, that bonus, and the next bonus. More That's less. just a, more, more or less. less. Yeah. Okay. And this is on uh, cable television and or radio. We could. I mean, we are. Oh, you have? Okay. For, okay. I'm putting words in your mouth. Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, you're the marketing guy. Christina's just a simple analyst. Yes. Okay. Move your lips when I'm talking. <laughs> now, when we start doing this role playing tomorrow or the next day, I'm going to be on the other side. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so it ain't going to be a walk in the fucking park like it is now. Okay. So, so I'm giving you some, I'm prompting some of you guys to, to understand because I ask a lot harder questions than they do. Especially in this business, because even though I'm only the humble chairman of our company, I, 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 I understand this business a lot better. Okay, so we're back to it. So what kind of price points have you tested for the ebook? Yeah, we have tested $27, $37, and $47. And what, and what is the most viable? And the most viable is $47. $47, okay? Yes. And what kind of return on your spend are you getting on the $47 on the initial investment? Not not, not upselling, just on the initial investment. 
On initial investor, we get a positive ROI. Uh, it's uh, an average of 120%. So you get $1.20 back for every dollar you spend? Yeah. Okay. okay. It's not, I know it sounds bigger when you say 120%. So you get a 20% ROI. 20%. Right? Yep. 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 Okay. Okay. Then what, what kind of upsells can you, uh, Christina, what kind of upsells can they get? I'm asking, what kind of upsells? Three, three, okay, go ahead. They're getting more than one. So they're getting an upsell on how to turn their home into a fortress, which we've tested and it's a popular idea. <laughs> <coughs> something that most of our buyers... Uh, Excuse me for like. laughing, but we're sitting in a fortress right over here. <laughs> so, okay, continue, okay? And yeah. what do you sell that for? <coughs> That's sold for $27. Okay, so then yeah. if they buy that, that's 27 added on to the 47. Yes. Yes. So that still doesn't bring you up to 100% ROI because there's 27. Okay, so then what's, what else other upsells potential do you have? After, after that, uh, we have a uh, uh, gold offer. I mean, survive the gold crisis. Uh, it's sold uh, at 47. And... Uh, after that, we have another one. Uh, it's uh, still a uh, survival course, but it's different, right? It's uh, it's like uh, an advanced vo version of the survival crisis of the original. Of the, the original. So now, do you have, Christina wants to know: Do you have all these on the market now, or are you just testing the initial product? We have, we have, we have the conversion rates for each one. For the first and one, they are in the market. Yeah, for the first one, it's. Uh, to 20%, for the second one is uh, 55%, and for the third one is 45%. So you got about 110% return for the three. 45, 55, and 20, so 135%. Am I putting words in your mouth or is that about right? 130, 135%? So it's for, uh, for the second one it's 50% uh, for, from the, the ones that bought the Okay, so that's 50% including the money from the first one? Yeah. Okay, so all together it's, 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 it's $2 for every $1? No, we, uh, there is, uh, yeah, for the sake of Okay, yeah, okay, that's, that's, close enough. that's close enough for a Romanian deal. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, we don't have to. No, no, I understand. Yeah. Okay, but these are the kinds of questions that when you walk in, you got to know the answers to. Okay, and this is why you don't give them a business plan. Because whatever you put in a business plan, and then to their little pea brains is fucking concrete. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, um, it's like the 10 tablets that Moses brought down from the mouth. It's in concrete and you can't wiggle off of it. Okay, you don't want to mislead them, but you want to give them as much legitimate information as possible without looking dumb. And without overselling. Correct, correct, correct. Uh, the, um, um, and the more sophisticated the bankers are on this side, and if Steve is playing the head of the IT for a, a big investment bank, uh, and she's the leading analyst, I mean, they're going to know a lot of stuff. They're going to know a lot of stuff, and so they're going to ask hard questions. But will they really get that, that specific about our sales funnel? Yeah, they, no, because they're going to want to know what you're going to do. They want to know how substantial or reputable or solid your cash, current cash flow is. Because they know that ultimately your current cash flow is going to pay down 
the the debt, not your new cash flow. Uh -huh. the, you know, because he already said we've seen a lot of these pies in the sky shit, and they all are fucked. So they're going to want to say, okay, that's fine, that's good, and we love it, and that, and that. But what's your current cash flow? Okay, today, if all this other half thing happens from the money that we may or may not lend you to build infrastructure, etc., that's great. That's just icing on the cake. But if it all goes to shit, which you already said, how are you going to pay us back anyway? That's where they're going to ask those questions. Okay? And then they're going to have your finance guy and or the partners sign a document that says this is your current cash flow and these are your returns. So then they can get you for fraud if you put something down that's not right. So that's why you got to be careful that you don't mislead any of these financial institutions because now the financial institutions are chasing you. Facebook is a classic fucking example. I'm positive Mark Zuckerberg didn't do any of this shit on purpose. And I'm sure that they just now threw the CFO under the bus. And there's, you know, there's, there's a website up now, join the class action lawsuit. So, I mean, I mean, their asses are puckered up now even more. And you're coming in the same space as Zuckerberg. You know, the good news is people are hot for that. The bad news is Facebook is tanking. So, you, you know, and you're bored, you're, well, for, for sure me, and this other, I mean, we'll know that. We'll know that. Uh, and, um, but you two guys wouldn't be the guys to come and, and pitch the head IT guy from the bank and the chief analyst. You know, that, that, that wouldn't happen because... One, you're too young. You look older than you are, so you can maybe get away with it. But you, you're too young, even though you're not dumb, but you're just too young. And uh, so you, you, you'd send an older guy. And I'm not, I'm not saying uh, uh, Sip would be the guy either. I mean, again, rightly or wrongly, Steve looks like Mr. Sincerity. Okay? He looks honest. Quite frankly, and Sip doesn't look honest. It's that simple. You know? And you got to go with your best card. When I was young, you know, nobody wanted to talk to me, and it's not because I didn't look honest, but I didn't, I didn't look old enough. How can this kid have any idea what she's talking about? And that's why I wore the three-piece suits, and I went through all the bullshit. I grew the mustache, which I already had, and then I grew a beard, and, I, and then it, when it turned white, then I looked too old. So, so there's no happy medium. So you want to go with your best shot, okay? And, uh, and you practice, and practice, and practice, and, uh, and, and you, uh, and, you know, but you'll be able to, if you make enough presentations, you'll be able to get the money. You're in the right place, though. See, the best thing of all the deals in here, you're in the right space. And that's why I beat you the most, because there's the most potential. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if Marcus didn't get in this space, because he sees fucking idiots can fucking get, now look, fucking idiots, we'll talk about it now, fucking idiots. I mean, you know. So, the, uh, everybody may go on the internet now. I mean, Ricardo. Ricardo's going to see me still. He said, Dan, you know, fuck, you didn't tell me it was that easy. I mean, let's, let's, rethink, let's rethink this. And, you know, you know I, 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 we may have spawned eight or ten more internet gurus because 
Jesus Christ, you were right. Even monkeys can make money in this fucking market. Now, I hope that Zuckerberg's deal takes off again, and he's everybody, you know, and uh, and because it's a bit easier raising money in the internet space with Facebook going up than Facebook going down. Okay, but it just shows you the reason and the interest that's in the internet. It just shows you. I mean, so like you said, better to be lucky than smart. Okay, and if you're lucky and smart, and you use your head, and you get the proper guys to align themselves with you, I mean, you, you know, I'm not saying in a dishonest way because this is going on YouTube, but it's like a license to steal. Instead of Jesse James with a mask and a gun going into the banks, you're going in with a briefcase and a three-piece suit to J.P. Morgan. Okay, any questions you guys have? Do the banks care, really, if they've been to 10 other banks and they all said no? Uh, no, no, well, I wouldn't, see, I wouldn't have said that they said no, but no, no, you're, you're, the, you're the seventh bank because they, they know that they're going to go out to try to get the best term sheet. So it's not bad. Okay. You so know? It's not like being turned down for a loan five times. No, no, no we were. We, we didn't Never. say that we were yeah. turned down, just that we are considering. You just look guilty. You just look You just look guilty. Like, you know, and you got to, you know, you got to, you know, you got to, you know, but whatever you do, you tell them the truth. And there's bad facts like in litigation and there's good facts. And all the questions aren't going to be favorable to you. And so, but you got to, you know, you just got to roll with the punches and give the best answer you possibly can. Uh, and uh, opening up that you were from the same town or your grandparents or whatever, whatever you said is good. And so you look for any little edge and that's why it's really good to research. And that's why he and or she would have looked you up on Facebook. So you're, you're just... And I, I, I haven't done that, but we know who you don't want to look like in Facebook. Okay, so I don't want to say it on YouTube, but we know who you don't want to look like. So, I mean, so if you got shit like that, get rid of it. So they look me up on Facebook, they're going to see nothing of me sitting on a camel in front of a pyramid. You know, it's the worst thing they're going to see on me. Or me sitting at the South Pole, uh, in Antarctica, uh, you know, that's, you know, or uh, uh, that's it. And uh, so, you, you, want, you, you want to bet your, like I've been telling you all week, you want to take as many of the potential no's out of the equation and put your best foot forward when you're trying to raise capital of any form. Okay, so you want them, and so you've researched them, and uh, maybe Steve went to school with your, at the school your dad went to. And so, you, you know, and when you, if, if they don't meet in offices anymore. In the old days, you meet in offices. And you see the, the guy's diploma over there, Texas A&M or wherever, and oh my god, you know, you know, I almost went to Texas A&M on a veterinary medicine scholarship or, I mean, don't make up the shit. I mean, it's got to be true. And um, the, or I know uh, Randy Matson, who's the director of athletics, I don't know if he still is the director of athletics at Texas A&M, probably didn't know a long, long time ago. Anything that can give you a little more positive edge, so they're not just looking at you at like a statistic. You know, we got a, a, a junior Dracula here uh, who sounds like uh, the Impaler and some guy that looks like a, uh, you know, a drug-giving pimp, you know, for Bucharest. I mean, you, you know, 
So anyway, you did a good job. Congratulations. They'll have you come into a boardroom. A little conference room, yeah, or a big conference room. So, do you pitch standing up then, or do you? You can. Or do you if, no, if you've got a PowerPoint presentation, okay. you pitch standing up. All right, so if you're just talking, stay at the table. Yeah, right? stay at the table. And what's the normal um, meeting count before they either get serious? I mean, they're not going to sit there and say, okay, we'll do it, right? No, no, normally you're going to be there two, three meetings. So First meeting. Second meeting, third meeting, and you can always tell how interest a lawyers, accountants, or bankers are in the size of the conference room. So this happens in the first meeting. This this is the first meeting. Okay, so the second one, what? The second meeting, they're going to have, they're going to have done more research. So well, the bankers will tell them, hey, this looks interesting, and we want you to speak with. Yeah, Correct. Data, and then you have another meeting. Okay. And what they normally do is, let's say that these two plus three others make the credit committee for this industry. At the next meeting, there'll be one or two others from the credit committee, okay? And then at the last meeting, they may all be there from the credit committee, or maybe Steve won't be there and somebody else will be there. So all four or five from the credit committee will have been participated. So, you know, everybody's covering their ass, so they can sign off that they liked it, they did this. In the meantime, they will have done research, uh, and, um, and then... When, that's why you call when you ask who's going to be at the meeting. The meetings, the second meeting, and such and such, who's going to be there? And they give you new names. Then you Google, you do research on who's going to be at the meeting. And so you have no sense. So maybe there's another opportunity for you to befriend them or make them, you know. Uh, so you're just talking business or off topic sometimes? No, no. Well, I mean, if there's a long conversation, oh, by the way, I don't mean to, you know, be off topic. But, you know, uh, I see that you went to uh, University of California, Los Angeles. I went to grad, well, whatever it is, you know. Uh, not that you uh, stole, uh, you know, lettuce and, uh, you know, outside Bucharest with a bunch of gypsy <coughs> shit. You know, yeah. You, you, but this would have been your first pitch meeting. Correct. But you would have had one meeting a month before. Yeah, you would have had an I introduction meeting. Oh, good point, Ricardo. You would have had a meeting a month ago coming back and saying you're interviewing bankers. Thanks for seeing us again. Uh, you know, uh, you know. Remember a month ago we told you that we were interviewing banks. Well, now we found it. We've got a deal now. We've decided the board has made a decision to go forward on X, Y, Z, and this is the deal. So we thought we'd come back and uh, uh, see what you had any could express any interest in the deal, and to see what your thoughts. A good way of getting them, sucking them into the vortex in a professional way, is. Steve, you got a reputation here in yada yada land that uh, you really understand this. We'd really like to see, you know, what your thoughts are. How can we improve this? Everybody likes to be flattered. Mm -hmm. And then Steve will suck up his Texas chest and go, hmm, oh yeah? Well, let me show you. You know, I was looking at this, that, and the other thing, and did you ever think of this, and that, and that. And then it's magic. And even though all you hear me is bust your balls all the time, I know how to do that. And when a guy of my seniority does that, I mean, it's another level because they say, well, he's not such a mean old bastard anyway, you know. And, uh, or sometimes I'll say, as we're leaving the meeting, Steve, you have a minute, you know, as we're walking out, and I'll say, you know, you asked all the right questions of my, my kids, the college, my young kids. But, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to sucker punch my own team, but... Next meeting, ask this, you know, and he'll look at me and first, 
And it will be a question that you already have the answer to, but he didn't ask. And then all of a sudden, well, shit, the old fart is really, you know, and it's, I'm not saying it's a game, but I mean, there's a lot of acting in it. And, but you never lie, cheat, steal, do any of that stuff, but I mean, and it all works. And as Robert and Sally were here will tell you, I mean, uh, very few people ever blame me for things that go wrong. Is that a fair statement? Yeah. And even though I may be the one that made it go wrong, I don't get blamed because I have this, it's not grandfatherly uh, quality, but I have a quality of, I may be wrong, but I'm never in doubt. So if Pena made a mistake, it must be Robert. And Dan's just trying to protect Robert. Or if Pena is being blamed for a mistake, it must be Sally. Or it must be whoever. So I don't get blamed, and it's because I know how to do it right, and I've done it. You know, you can't be expected to be as good as I am. But if you get 5% as good as me in these presentations, you raise all the fucking money that you ever needed. You'll have to pull up trucks to pull it out of banks in an honest, legitimate way. You know, you only got to be 5% as good as me. Yeah. So what happens if I go a young man? You say, I am impaler? How do I compensate it? Uh, well, first of all, you got to be super prepared. Yeah. Okay. That. And you got to okay, and you got to dress not like a gypsy. Okay. And not a kid. Okay. And you could be the forefront guy because a lot of IT guys, and if you that, that's what they call you, a lot of IT guys are young, are kids. But for the introductory meeting, but when I used to send my MBA son Derek off to set up meetings. They'd all look around, well, when's uh, the other Mr. Pena coming? <laughs> and they says, well, my dad sent me because we want to preview and we want to make sure, yada, yada, yada. But this is the deal. This is what we're doing. We're setting it up office in Shanghai. We're hiring lawyers. We're hiring accountants. We're interviewing for additional banking relationships. And they'd say to him, well, you already do business with Hong Kong, Shanghai. You already do. They're already here. Well, the board and my dad feel that we're better off uh, um, exposing ourselves to new opportunities. This is a different country. And so then the young guy has some credibility. But you're there representing the board. You're there representing you know, the chairman. You're there representing the owners, the founders, however you decide to call yourselves. And so, but that's for the, inter the, the initial meeting, okay? That's not for the second meeting or the third meeting. But you've got to attend the second and third meeting because that's how you're going to learn. That's how you're going to learn. And then pretty soon you'll be as smooth as baby shit like Ricardo and these other guys, you know, and, and you, you'll be slick. Don't be too slick, though, because they don't like kids that are too slick because I've, I've been through that myself. You don't want to be, like I told you about the, with Barron, Lord Barron, you don't want to be too slick. And, uh, and if you get a stupid banker, and there are stupid bankers, even at the big houses, you gotta go with the flow. You don't call him he's a fucking idiot. You don't tell him he's a fucking idiot. You go with the flow. And sometimes they'll ask you the same question three different ways. And they're not asking you the same question three different ways because they're stupid and they forgot the first two. They're asking you to see if they get the same answer. And you better give them the same answer, no matter how they ask the question. Because then you lose credibility, they don't believe you. You lose credit. And I've said, to, sh to, 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 to show how vulnerable or humble I was, 
or that I wasn't perfect. Oh, Andre, um, I don't remember. I think I kind of answered that, but what did I say last time, 20 minutes ago? Now, they know I know what I said 20 minutes ago, okay? But the fact that I'm asking you, and then you say, well, yeah, you, but I asked it a little different way, and this was the way you answered it. I said, well, it's about the same answer, but I would add this information now, okay? And it's, it's all, and once you've given 10,000 presentations like I have, I mean, you get, you know, I, I, I you know, with greatest respect, Christina, I, I tell guys that hustle girls, it's like hustling girls. With the first four or five to hustle, duh, 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 you know, when you get to 500, you're pretty goddamn smooth. You're Robert De Niro about it, you know? And by the time you've hustled 5,000, you're Earl Flynn. For those that are, don't remember who Earl Flynn was, or on YouTube, Earl Flynn was a suave English actor who got more ass than a toilet seat. That's a good place to end on more ass than a toilet seat, Megan. <laughs>